And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Curry driving again. Oh, Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. I have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. It's been a long time. As we've heard, we've listened to you on social media, wondering we would be back. We were all just waiting for Anthony Slater. Me and Slater's TK schedule. were ready. Yeah, we Slater's timeline. Ready. Slater's timeline is not matching with our timeline it, right it now. It didn't match with us, but 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 Slater is back. Well, y'all two are the ones covering three and zero football. <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? You you're watching three and zero football. I'm this watching, is a three and zero podcast. Better than three and zero. Watching the Super Bowl collision. Yes. Offensive Forty Nine ers. This show is going to get all. This NFL might end up sure. being. This might be end up being a Forty Nine ers Dolphins podcast before long. How do the Forty Nine ers slot corner match up with what Braxton let Berrios? Ca- let me say, Oliver has no chance. Not well. Not well. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. <laughs> well, for the meantime, this is Warriors plus minus. We got the gang back. Uh, Anthony Slater, Tim Kawakami, Marcus Thompson. Uh, you guys, are you all ready? For basketball, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm gonna tell you right now. I yeah. am. Yeah, you, you I, haven't been you know, doing the football. I wonder why you're ready, Slater. Why are you ready? I'm curious. I, I had a nice, refreshing summer, and I again, unlike you two, I have not had to go to an NFL stadium over the last few weeks or NFL training. You guys have been covering like training camp practices oh, yeah. dating back two months. Well, one of us has. One of us has. So. Oh, I, I went to <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, went to Vegas. I did my uh, camp. Yeah, I, I give you I give you one day of camp a year, and this year I did three days of camp. Two of them was in Vegas though, so that's kind big, of cheap. big time. But yeah, it's thing- a it's a little it is a little weird just in the middle. Like the football season feels like it's just starting, and boom, here come the Warriors. But that's only since the Warriors have been big, right? Like before, it didn't seem like well, that uh- big a deal. But now, like you got the massive NFL going, then you have got the massive Warriors about to drop on Monday. Uh, it's, I'll it's say a this: lot. As, it's a lot. as somebody who doesn't cover the NFL, there is definitely a difference that I feel in the fact that the Warriors bowed out in the second round as opposed to when going into mid June, like that extended summer. And I know that the Warrior, you could tell the Warriors feel that right. They got a refreshing summer and they got a ramp up. Whereas I think on the championship years, it's just like it's a little bit more like what you're talking about. Like, oh my gosh, it's already back. I don't feel that now from them, and I personally don't really feel that. They definitely feel more ready, right? They it feels like they are ready. Like Dunleavy, Steve Kerr, who obviously talked on Monday, but also and today on TK, the today on TK show, by the way, throw that one in there. Everyone, so Steve Kerr, Kerr was TK on TK show, TK Mike show. Dunleavy on the Athletic <laughs> NBA show. You got two podcasts. <laughs> where did you Where did you record on, that Dunleavy show? I had a that was right near their. Uh, you said Stan Amick's dorm room. Yeah, that was <laughs> in uh, the visiting locker room area where you know if if people go to concerts like if Bruce Springsteen or whoever's playing yeah. a concert, they have these people in the back room. It was just one of them. He was in a dressing room of Alicia Keys or something like that. Yeah, it was I mean, probably spot. at 
one point it was in the dressing room for an interesting spot. Interesting spot. Uh, yeah. I, well, this is, I, I think they're also curious because they've never, you know, they want to see how this works. What's Chris Paul really going to be like? They haven't had that kind of question for a while, right? I mean, they've had a pretty set other than let's go back to the KD, right? It goes back to the KD year where how's hey. this going to work basketball wise? I the think Marcus they're Cousins. curious about it. Yeah, I think well, that's the curiosity. Uh, and, you know, hey, Chris Paul flies up. They, they talked about yesterday. To, all right. All right, work all right. Out with so stuff. it's all interesting. Quick early question. Is this Chris Paul gas? Is this them trying to convince people it works or is this real like legit excitement? Like, hey, this Chris Paul dude seems to be all in because they are going hard <laughs> on the Chris Paul is one of us now. Like, what do you think? Are they trying to sell us or is it real? I think they definitely believe that Chris Paul is hearing some of these comments. And I think there's a genuine feeling that like, especially like leading the second unit, how many times have they mentioned Kaminga in like the same sentence as Chris Paul? Like, oh, he's going to help Kaminga so much. Um, I think that part of it, they are encouraged by, and the fact that he's going to stabilize the second unit, but also, I mean, we know they're kind of playing politics on the uh, starting lineup thing. <laughs> I think, it, I think we all know truth serum. It, if they could just make, you know, decisions on a computer in a lab, like what, like we know who their starting lineup would be. We know who would be coming off the bench, but they're massaging that clearly. Yeah. CK, what time yeah. did Chris Paul fly in? It was 6 a.m. What, what was that? 4 a.m. What was that? I hope he flew out of like Burbank or something. Those 6 a.m. flights out of Burbank. I do want to know who else was in that workout. It was Steph. Who else was it? I don't I think the young guys. Yeah. It's Steph. It was, it was, yeah, Kaminga, whatever. But Jemski. Uh, <laughs> Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, I think they want to believe it. You know, it's one of those, like they can't, they got to say it unless it, you know, if it doesn't work out, then you adjust. You can't say, ah, I don't know. You can't say it that way. You got to try to believe it's going to work. Uh, there's more stuff that Kirk Kerr went much more into it in detail with me on my podcast. Just generally like, yeah, they've kind of broached the subject. They haven't really decided anything with Chris Paul, but I think it's more like, let's get through a couple days of camp and have Chris see that, it's going to be great for him on the second unit and that they might close with him. I think that's going to be the most well, Warriors person didn't mention to me. Like it's not starting. I mean, it is the Paul, right? He's never come off the bench. I get it. There's it's an NBA there's record. Some, he's pride, on an NBA yeah, record. There's a lot of pride in that. But I think the, the and Warriors person said like the really, really important thing is, is he going to close? Like, you know, if they have a bunch of games where he doesn't close, that's going to be really interesting just in that locker room if they don't win those games, but you know, just get to let's they, they want to get to that moment before anybody has to make any declarations. And I do believe this is, yeah, this is Slater. So like they want it kind of emanating out into the air for Chris Paul to hear it for everyone else to hear it. We're all open. Everything is who knows. And then they're going to get to camp. And, you know, I think presumably a week or two weeks into it, they want it. Okay. Everybody understands that we're going to go with our best. They're going to our regular starting lineup. And Chris Paul is going to play a lot of minutes as a second unit guy. By the way, the question that you kind of pose there to me extends beyond Chris Paul of the closing. You know, uh, if Chris Paul doesn't close three straight games, how does he handle it? Clay Thompson doesn't close a couple games because Chris that Paul is, is playing well. An interesting and, and name Clay's to bring having, up. That is an interesting Yeah, we yeah, assume yeah, it's yeah. going to be Kevon Looney not yeah. closing, but we all know Steve, right? Like, Steve's going to want a rebounder. He's going to want some defense in there. Like, and also, yeah. like, we need to continue to recalibrate what Kevon Looney is. And I know, nice. Tim, I saw you mentioned this yeah. online yesterday, but like we've all seen it. Like Kavon Looney is not like the Kavon Looney we talked about two years ago. No, he is he's not. Like, he is not. Remember Steve yeah. Kerr called him one of the best centers in the NBA yeah. during the he's not. Yeah, he's not. Oh, you know, he's not Saza Pachulia. He's not like he's 
He's not. He's so like they keep talking about connectivity, right? Like that's what Looney is. Like, is it right? TK, that's he's like the embodiment of Bogut and Zaza and you know David West. Like he's all of them because he knows how to play with these guys. Yeah. And and as Kerr mentioned, like I'm not gonna punish him because he's a good teammate. Like I, he might be one of the people who gets pulled off. I don't know, but they're no longer at the point where, you know, Kavan can take it, right? Kavan will be okay with it. I've heard like, the exact opposite. Like he's one of the guys now. He is one, like he, you talk about the guys, he's one of the guys. And so you start thinking about it. Like if it's not Kavan Looney being pulled out either to start the game or at the end, <laughs> I don't think Clay's, you know, going to be benched to start the game but it's it might Wiggins. be clay who you know clay wiggins draymond are the other three because i don't think you're gonna be benching the other guy uh that makes it very interesting but i i've just somebody underlined it underlined it underlined it to me it's not just pull kavan out that's not going to be the reflex decision it might end up that way sometimes but kavan's a guy like he's a made man in that locker room period and maybe starting like you wrote about this marcus when you know, Draymond hits Jordan Poole. Who's the key guy keeping that stuff together? Touching everyone, making sure everyone, uh, you know, is feeling okay. It's Kavon Looney. You know, he's kind of the middle, right? He's the middle career the guy. Middle child, yeah. You know, that they child. Can, can connect to the young guys and connect to the older guys. Just not, not no more. He's a young guy now, ain't he? Yeah, he's like, he's like 20, 20, 22 years old. Yeah, he's like 27. It's unbelievable how, how but what, he's really, really important. And he's not just going to be the guy they automatically put to the bench. I, I guess that's my main point. What's interesting is we've heard like them talk about the buy-in and, you know, you, you heard Steve talking about, man, he's really bought in, uh, you know, Steph, you can hear it in Steph's voice. Like people who buy in, like when I wonder how much of a litmus test this starting thing is going to be for whether or not Chris Paul is bought in, right? Like, I wonder if that's how they're going to pose it. Like, man, if you really want to win a championship, if you really are about our program, you you come off the bench and you finish games. And if you, like, because to me, it feels like that's the only wrinkle where the connectivity could be lost, right? That was clearly the word of the day, is if, they, they they don't want to say, hey, Chris Paul, you might be coming off the bench. Uh, everybody else, you kind of feel like, well, Clay is the only other person who would have a issue with it. I'm just, but, I'm already envisioning opening night Steph coming off the bench. Like, <laughs> yeah, Steph's just one like, night. I need to make this. I'm gonna let y'all have this. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna let y'all uh, have this. Yeah. I wonder if it's like, hey, all right, we've we've played camp together. You see what we're about, right? We've played now. We need you to do this to be one of us. Right, because Looney has already paid his dues. Everybody's paid their dues. You got to pay your dues as a warrior. I wonder if that's the litmus test for whether he's really, really down or not. Yeah, I think I, it I, is. I think it is. I mean, just early. I mean, there's going to be many of them, but I think it really is. Like, is everybody really on board? That's what I mean. Kerr talked about that yesterday. It's like it, it, we need everybody buying in. And Chris Paul, you are a great Hall of Fame player going to want you on the court but sometimes you're not going to be on the court whenever that is and we need you to trust us on this trust Steph trust Draymond trust everybody and we'll see I I don't think he wants to be a problem I mean he's a stubborn guy we know he's a very prideful guy but that's what they're building this on and, and we'll see and, and and you know what everything looks great until you lose a couple games too right I mean what happens when they do a certain roster configuration and they don't win then that's going to be a good question too yeah 
you know, you guys mentioned various litmus tests. Well, you know, the first one was obviously when he had his like intro presser in Vegas and like kind of scoffed at the idea that it had already been decided he was coming off the bench. But that was, I think that question and situation had kind of been sprung on him a little bit because he had just been traded. I'm very curious what he says media day about it because he, I mean, he knows what's coming. He's probably sat back and had several conversations with everyone that matters within the Warriors over the last two months about it. Um, he, I assume, knowing, knowing Chris Paul, I think we'd all assume has a plan of how he's going to answer this question come media day. And it's, I'm, I'm fascinated to see which way he goes because, like, you know, he could just be like, you know, w- whatever the team needs, whatever but he also needs, might yeah. not. And then that's yeah. an early sign. He yeah. might not, though. The thing that's interesting is I, I think they do have to see first. It's like, how do they actually look with Chris Paul as the five, right? Because remember, they tried to go small. TK, you documented this a lot. The small wasn't the same with Jordan Poole, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the small line. Matter of fact, when's the last time the small line it was? It was Boston. Right, like yeah, it wasn't even was that small. great. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't, yeah. Yeah. The it's time where while. it felt like wow, they've discovered another death line. It was Denver, Denver. first round, Denver. first round. Remember? They annihilated Denver, but just those were just the first couple games too. It wasn't even through the whole series. I don't remember. Think. Well, yeah, remember it was like a nickname like yeah, contest death. basically yeah, that even yeah, Steph yeah. was like the new death line. The new death line. Yeah. So I, I'm curious. I wonder if if like all right, you're gonna start Chris Paul. But first, you got to see if this works. I I would imagine that the way things have worked out the last couple of years, they probably don't really believe in it that much. And spurts, depending on who it is, but you almost got to see Chris Paul with it. And well, does it actually yeah. work? The small has become too small. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, where, it's too small up top. That's even more and, problematic. Yeah. yeah yes. Like, where Clay's not the defender. It's he's, not Igadala. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're, not, you're not putting it's not Igadala. It's not Kevin Durant. How about when the yeah. small lineup was Kevin Durant? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Harrison Barnes. You know what I mean? Like the, the it had always historically been bigger. Um, and I just. I don't know. I mean, did you? I thought it was curious, but you know, I kind of mentioned the specific, very small li- lineup combination to Steve at the presser yesterday, and he mentioned like, you know, sometimes Looney can be the center, and like, I guess that pulls Draymond out of it, or yes. maybe you pull Wiggins yeah. out of it, or you know, we mentioned Clay, but um, yeah, I just think there's various lineup combinations. I know he's going to want to get Sarich in a lot of lineup. Oh, they love Sarich. They, they love Sarich, yeah. and nobody loves Sarich more than the head coach. So. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Well, the, Kerr made an interesting point to me. He says that Chris Paul loves Sarich, and yep. so like he thought that Sarich getting injured in the finals was the key thing to, to Phoenix losing that. And I had. I can understand. I didn't know that Paul specifically would have thought that. It's interesting. So you can see that second unit, like I mean, you know, the other you guys see Aiton. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what, what, what other point might he be making there? Uh, but Saric, Kaminga, Paul, I mean, there's a second unit core right there and just kind of mix and match with, you know, maybe you keep Clay in there, whatever. Moody. I think yeah, Moody's yeah, going to Moody, really yeah, this year. So, like, you've got, like, you can just see the pieces coming together and it's just a matter of, like, how do you finish? How do you, how do you start? How do you finish? And Chris, that's how Steve Kerr makes a lot of money is to figure that stuff out and manage it. It's not, I don't think it's going to be the same every night. Uh, and we'll see how Chris Paul does. And also, can he guard, like, here's what I'm thinking. Who's he guarding? Is he guarding, you know, if he can guard two guards, like he used to be able to, then that helps. The if, he, if he's not, like, though, yeah, who's right? he guarding? Like, so then he and Steph are guarding who and who now? You know, it becomes a little tricky defensively for the sure. The answer to make this work 
to make Chris Paul start is he got to be a bulldog at point guard. Like he's got to be out there. So, let's do it theoretical problem. here. Do you want Chris Paul being that in like yeah, at November? age 38? Yeah, like, age 38 yeah. Yeah, Rick, with Rick Celebrini just cringing on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, let's do it theoretical here, though. They play the Suns opening night. Let's throw Eric Gordon as the Suns fifth. So we're talking about they're going against a lineup that is Bradley Beal, Eric Gordon, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. Which you know could they that could definitely be a playoff series matchup. Um, wh- how are Booker. you deploying? Yeah, who Booker? I, Wiggins on Booker, right? Wiggins well, on Booker, and then Draymond on Durant. Yeah, and I'd put Clay on Aiton. That's what <laughs> I. Funny, that is do. the right yeah. move. Yeah, yeah that's what they were going to do. And Chris Paul on Gordon. Eric Gordon right? Yeah, so Steph. And Steph the stuff on Bradley, on Bradley Beal, Beal, like this yeah. is, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, like, put, they got I a guard Steph on the on other Gordon. end. Too. I put Steph on Gordon, and yeah, okay, then, yeah. But yeah. that's that's tough. Steph that's tough to on Gordon. Whoever's but, gotten but, that other guy, that's a tough. That's a tough defensive matchup. I'm I'm of the mindset that you just like if you're asking Chris Paul to make this major major sacrifice to come off the bench or spend time on the bench and be a second unit guy, then you got to give him something, and that is. He's got to start open tonight against his former team. <laughs> he might. He might. He really might. He just That's the night you got That's start. the night that yeah. Steph comes off the bench. Yeah. It makes yeah. a ton of sense. Well, I mean, the ceremony, anybody this, can do this. Who's the one guy from the core who has never done that? Who's the like, one guy? The guy who also will not be doing an opening night. You don't think so? Like, that, that, what a gesture that will be for Clay Thompson, the one guy they know who never wants to do it. To uh, do the it. one guy on a contract year, which we can get to yeah, also. Yeah, but that's, uh, that, that, yeah, that's say, hey, listen, you get your contract. You 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 know, you, true. you show maybe, what kind of leader Maybe that's part of the I'm gonna show you how. Yeah, I'm going to show you how yeah. with the Warriors I am and how down I am. I'm going to come off the bench. Yeah, that would be a great move by Clay. It would be. It would be. But if you're if you're Chris Paul, what like what is fans' instant reaction if he's like, man, absolutely, I come off the bench. I'm trying to win a championship. They love him. Like, yeah. yeah, they would go. It it would it would yeah. definitely go a long way. But but it would. Do you, does Chris Paul strike you as the type of guy who right now what he cares about no. most is like Warriors <laughs> no. fans, like I don't you know, think so embracing him? I don't, I don't think, think he's gonna so say that. All. I don't think he's gonna say that on Monday. Actually, I really don't. I think he's like, yo, I, I don't. If I had to guess, it's Chris Paul, man. It's like a legendary competitor. I don't think he's giving up on this. No. <laughs> like, no. I don't think I think he's going. It's kept like, yo, I'm starting and I'm cooking all y'all to prove I should be starting. Which, yep. by the way, I think is like they've clearly said to him is on the table, right? If you come and camp, it just looks yeah, awesome. If yeah, we dominate yeah, yeah, with you, if thing, we yeah, look yeah. incredible, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you, it's presented to him like it's, we'll see, then you, he can't, you know, he's not going to come in the first day and go, you know what? I don't, we don't need to see. I, I, I'm going to come off the bench. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Like even when Andre did it and we know he's gotten praise for it, he didn't fight it. But he still brings it up, right? He's still, I had to come off the bench. Oh, that's yeah. right. It made me come off the bench. Steve Kerr made me a bench oh, guy. Yeah. Like, I, I think if it happens with with Paul, he's just going to be grumpy like that. That's okay. Like that's who he is. He's grumpy in the best of days. They can accept grumpiness. That's part. It's just part of being you know, who he is, the competitor that he is. But I just don't. Yeah, he's not going to be. Oh yeah, anything that's for the team. That's okay. Whatever's for the team. Like he's not Harrison Barnes. Like he's that's not who he is. And he deserves every. He has every right to be. Like I've done a lot of things in my career. Let's let me see it proven to me. That this is how it's going to work before I even give an inch on this. Yeah, we already Looney will have to have a great camp to make him realize. Yeah, this guy should be starting. <laughs> but but to me, the real difference is Draymond, right? Like, if that small lineup is going to work, 
Draymond, we already know what how Draymond's got to be. Like he's got to be the dominant force. And you know they they work it out together. You know you I can see Draymond like you know he's kind of bent on getting Chris Paul a ring. That what do you think of that comment? I think to ESPN's own Young Wasuk that like that's his goal this year. That's his goal is to get Chris Paul. How does that land with Chris Paul? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm like generally yeah, asking. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm sure it sounds a little patronizing, but that's okay. He wants a ring. That's this is how he gets his next big contract. By the way, w- whether it comes from the Warriors or not, Slater, you kind of p- painted it like you know they really could say move on from him. I mean, that is n- certainly being contemplated uh, almost no matter how this works. I think if they win a championship, they would f- find a way to try to pay him next year. But like this, at a, at a much a, lower number. Yeah, this yeah. is a guy that, is, that does not have a contract, guaranteed contract after this season. And, you know, let, let, that's part of this too. Like if he's just a bad, you know, pro- if he's a problem and he's not that great, then this is not a guy who's going to be making anything close to $30 million next season. So I think that, you know, if you're, wouldn't if that you mean can that's accept- why he does it, TK? That's why he just but says, hey, I'll he gets grumpy because I, 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 I even want to no, if you're an important player and you're Chris Paul on a team that goes deep in the playoffs, I think that then that'll get him like a two year offer for, you know, $50 million from somebody. I think it would the Lakers or the Bucks or somebody like that. I, I, I can see the Warriors wanting to do that if he's an important player on a really important playoff run. But that you know, a team that has cap space and would be on the rise Houston. next year. No. Houston. No, I mean, Houston, <laughs> by the way, both of those Everybody's teams might throw back. Houston certainly yeah. would. I'm ready for Houston to try to like max Clay out or something after what they did <laughs> no this question. past summer. But no Oklahoma City. To be, to be with Dylan Brooks. <laughs> the Thunder. He Chris Paul loved his year in Oklahoma City. In a lot of ways, this year mirrors that year of him like trying to kind of revitalize his career. But if he still looks good and the Thunder and the is ready years. to make that Don't next forget. step. His original years, Oklahoma City, too. Yeah, like that, that was those was peak Paul years. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I could see, I could see them being a team, but you know, now we're deep in the next offseason weeds. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a week that's before. podcast, man. That's podcast fodder. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. So I wanted I wanted to ask you Slater. Uh, yeah, you you asked about the uh, Steve Kerr contract, and obviously he gave the the answer. 
But after what happened with Bob Myers and, and knowing Clay is, is a free agent after this year, is this going to be a deal? Is this going to be a thing? Uh, do you feel like something's brewing here or will it just be um, whatever? They'll sign him at the end of the year. The difference between Steve and Bob Myers is Steve is not contemplating walking away. And that was clear even in the middle of the season that like Bob Bob's alternative was like, do I even want the job anymore? Steve Kerr wants the job, wants to remain in the job. So now it just becomes purely, you know, are they willing to pay up? Um, that is where it gets a little bit tricky because of what coaching salaries are doing. Uh, the Monty Williams deal followed by the Greg Popovich deal, which just spiked the ceiling. Steve Kerr has every right to ask for that type of money. And we all know if Steve Kerr became a coaching free agent, he could go get that type of money from pretty much any opening. Um, so then it comes down to like how willing the Warriors are to to pay for that. But where I think it is a lot less complicated than the Clay Thompson one is like we all know, like coaching salaries is not taxed. It's not it has nothing to do with the salary cap. So, you know, I mean we, the Warriors print money. I understand, you know, with how much they pay and the red and all this, but I think it gets done. I think it gets done quietly. Because I think Steve Kerr and, and Tim, you can attest to this. You might have even asked him on your podcast today. He does not want to like go into like TK you. got the scoop for us. Yeah, yeah. Did not have the scoop for us on this one. Well, All he right. won't give anybody the scoop. That's the thing. He's not like he does not want this to be a story. He, he, he didn't even like having his contract, the, the length of it being revealed. Like that, mm-hmm. he just doesn't like that. Uh, but it's also not terrible for him to be on the market for everyone to know he's on the market. It's not terrible for, you know, the, if you know, the Clippers say have an opening and whatever, it wouldn't be the Clippers, but whatever. Uh, I, I think this will get done before the season. Cause if it doesn't get done before the season, then the clock really starts going right. It, it just, it, that season goes fast and he's going to be in the middle of it and they're going to be in the middle of it. And they go through a three game losing streak and everybody's upset and you don't talk to con- like, I think you try to take it out of all that. And I think they get it. Doesn't mean they're negotiating like it. Now we know Joe Lake, if he'll pay, but he also makes you sweat it a little bit. Right. He, I mean, he, this is the, the big offer to Bob Myers to keep him didn't come till the very end. Like, you're not going to get your greatest offer from, from Joe Lacob or any tough negotiator, including Bob Myers, by the way, uh, until it absolutely that moment has to happen. And I think that moment is going to be in a month or so, is what I think. And it isn't like, I just don't th- I think coaching, especially a high profile, high profile coach, you just don't want to get into a lame duck year. Because then everything that happens is a reflection on what that contract might look like at the end, or if there's even a contract at the end. You don't want ever because weird things happen in basketball seasons, and you just don't want that contract situation to be kind of buffeted around by every little thing. And we know the Warriors; it can be every big thing. Some blow up with Draymond. Something happening with Chris Paul. Something coming. Like you just don't want the players to start thinking about it. You want to take care of it, you'd, ideally before camp. I don't know if it'll, I don't think it's going to be done before camp, but I would think somewhere in camp they just boom. Steve Kerr signed a new contract extension, and he is tied to to the rest of the Steph Curry era. That just would make sense for everybody involved. Like, what does Steph want? Like, would Steph want any question about whether Steve Kerr is coach next season? Absolutely not. And I think the that should be the main point of focus for every Warriors decision. What does Steph want? Uh, and it we know it was a part of the Draymond ex- extension decision. And I imagine it's part of the Steve Kerr decision too. But, but on the flip side, TK, you, t- you, you talk to him as much as anybody, this, this seamless transition for Bob Myers to Mike Dunleavy, who they're very happy with 
Does that make Joe say? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, just you know, that's what we do. That is not a, ter- is not a terrible point. But he, except for Bob was walking away, like he was walking away, like they did want Bob to stay, and they had Dunleavy right there. They don't have. I'm sorry, Kenny Atkinson is not set up in the same position that Mike Dunleavy Jr. was. You know, listen, if Mike Brown was still sitting there as a lead assistant, it might be a different conversation. But he's not. Is Mike uh, I mean, you could, you could pick Slater. up a phone call and scare <laughs> Vivek right now. Pick up a phone. Clay Thompson for Mike Brown? No, uh, I just, I, I see what you're saying. It is the typically good MT point. But I don't think, well, just say 3-0, 30. That, that's the difference. I mean, we all know that Steph wanted Myers to stay. And they had Myers' replacement. Like he yeah, Myers' replacement yeah. who was going to do the things that they – if anything, Dunleavy's going more down that direction than Myers ever did. Like Steph, Steph, Draymond, Steph and Draymond, Steph and Draymond. And it's – I'm not saying that there's not a number that Joe Lake, you know, has to pay. Like there, he just – there is going to be a negotiation. And if it's crazy money, it's crazy money and whatever. But – I just think I mean, this was we're this one's very Popovich different. This one's yeah. money at this point. Yeah, it's 18. I mean, there's a you know, reason yeah. Greg Pop- Greg Popovich is like Steve Kerr in the sense of like he doesn't want you to know his contract historically length whatever. He that was pretty clearly put out publicly to like this is now the market for the big money coach. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And this is the market for Steve Kerr. And his I don't think Steve we've Kerr. ever yeah. seen a Popovich number before that either, nope. right? Like nope. yeah. No. Or length or whatever. I mean, like this is was very public. It happened while, you know, what they were in Team USA camp, right? So it's like reporters are around Steve when it's happening. People are talking about it. I just, the Warriors are an incredibly rich franchise. And if you're an incredibly rich franchise and you have the coach who's perfect for the superstar who has redefined the era, then it's pretty simple. It's, you know, it's not our money. Negotiations are negotiations, but I don't think this one is overly complicated. You write out, but the Myers, the Myers, as we know, the Myers contract situation was a little complicated. Like the numbers were a little off for a while because Joe Lacob, like all negotiators, didn't come up with a big offer till the very end or near the very end. That's okay. I mean, I think Bob knew the, the numbers were going to be there. He didn't. He wasn't pissed. He didn't walk because the numbers weren't great. It's just negotiations for big money can be a little complicated. I just think this one's going to be done before camp. If it isn't, then the countdown really does start. It happens. And, you know, it gets a little bit out of their control. Then I don't think this should get out of their control. Can you get Joey Bosa money or Nick Bosa money? Joey Bosa is money pretty good too. Either either one of them. That's true. Uh, Kyle Shanahan money. That's what he wants. I think Kyle is uh, probably. Do we know the number that Kyle Shanahan? Don't know the numbers, but listen, if you're Kyle Shanahan, do you sign for anything less than 15? Like, that's the number now for them. I think Belichick is like a 20 and Tomlin's like, at, you know, 16. Andy Reid's probably 16. So that's the number. We might as well just extend for that. It's kind of like the Slater contract. Very right. Right in those same margins. You could cut that in half. I'd take it. <laughs> um, the the uh, Tua, Tua contract. That's Ooh, the that one's good. That one's going up by the day. <laughs> you guys want to talk Clay? I was thinking of writing about Clay. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting year for Clay. Uh, mm-hmm. So, part of the issue with Clay last year was him trying to prove he was back and he was Clay. But now he's in a contract year, potentially, very likely, right? I don't think they're going to just randomly sign him. Uh, I think it might happen, but but it, go ahead. It, I mean, it could. He'd have it, to take a. He'd yeah, have no, to no, know but, he's yeah. taking a pay cut. I get the sense that that there's an understanding from his side that like you know a reasonable deal 
would keep and him around, and he wants to be around. Definitely helps. Draymond deal, Wiggins deal. Also, I mean, I don't know. Clay does not have to think about this, but they paid him like what sixty million dollars not to play. Sixty-eight. Yeah, sixty-eight million dollars not to play for two seasons. Well, and then you could even go into half of the next one. So, like, that is a, that is something. I tell you, it's something on the Warriors' minds a little bit. Yeah, but I would again, also it, say from the Clay side, it would be like you know, I, that was, look look a, how much money we no no, no I, I'm saying that's all fair. That's all fair. Clay does yeah. not, have, but. Uh, it's a little bit in the worst minds. Like it's a lot of money played for somebody who was hurt when we signed him. He was hurt for the year when we signed him. So um, yeah, can can, can Clay get more than Drake? Right? Say again. Assuming he doesn't sign and he goes into this year, that's how does he balance that? Like proving you know, I'm worth I'm worth everything. Like I say, I am right. I'm worth elite. I'm worth the contract, but also. What they don't need is Clay going out trying to prove his worth, right? They need Clay to just play. So it it seems like a an interesting position. I, I'm looking forward to asking Clay about like how, how do you dial it down the kind of self centered mission of proving to everybody while you're in a contract year, or does it does it turn up? I mean, he he just has this like. N- just the burning desire, as you mentioned, to also prove he's back, but also like for how about just based off of how the Lakers series ended, how he said Lakers, he's going to yeah, attack Lakers. his off season, how he probably, I think it's pretty clear. He physically feels good, you know, coming into camp and he's I, done I heard a lot he's, more. I heard he's been balling. Yeah, yes. Man. I have heard the same. So yeah. it's like, that's a good and bad, right? For the Warriors. Like, yes, that's great for them that Clay that's Thompson looks great. great. I mean, but it's as just great if he's coming in healthy, right? Like, you can work yeah. on his hands. But, but as you're mentioning, him looking good. great is also like, uh, who's going to lead the team in shots tonight? <laughs> I think maybe me. <laughs> you know, he's still and not that, turning down any shot. He's not turning That down might shot. be one of the places where Chris Paul is good because, like, Chris Paul, if, if anybody on his team is going to turn around and yell at Clay to chill out, like it, Chris Paul would be one of them. Draymond would obviously Draymond, be another yeah, one. Draymond. But yeah, well, yeah. that's where the season's going to be interesting, though, because I feel like there's going to be several on-court moments that, like, you know, get clipped by people their cell phone video of the bench or something. There's going to be some snappy moments. Chris Paul will snap it. You just like Draymond will. So there's an extra Draymond, and like how that is all covered will be interesting. Uh, and and how where's Chris like, Paul? You know, where do you predict his locker is going to be? Is it going to be right next? To, is it going to be the Jordan Poole spot, or is there going to be opposite Draymond? I'm going with Andre's spot. Yeah, I say oh, I guess it's going to be opposite. It's going to be opposite because uh, plus you got Steph, Clay, and Draymond all on the same side, right? That's pretty a loaded little area there. Just the way they're talking, I wouldn't be too stunned if they like right. just planted him next to Kaminga, right next yeah. to Kaminga. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah right that's where Andre's spot. Yeah, yeah. Looney Kaminga. Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah you just put Looney and Chris Paul sandwiching Jonathan Kaminga. <laughs> right? That like, that's how they had it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I just like, don't do the Jordan Paul Draymond thing again. That was that was an error, which I think I've written about or said. Uh, but yeah, he's going to be like, they would love for him to have an Iguodala kind of role. He's not going to be Iguodala. It's a whole different personality, but like sage veteran, like over on that side, young players congregate to him. What was it like to, you know, when you played against this guy? What was it like? What should I do when I play against that guy? I don't know. If that's entirely what Steph, what I'm sorry, what Chris Paul wants to be, but they'd love it. Uh, another older, you know, much older voice, not much older than Andres, but that kind of player. I, I don't, again, I don't know. 
Brandon Brzezinski is, you know, is that going to be, I don't know, but um, they, cause they have fewer Does young guys automatically now. get Dante's spot. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yes. Yeah. Why, no, I'm not going to say it, but, yeah. <laughs> he said it. Slater, he said it. <laughs> yes, it could be. It could, it could happen theoretically, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, that locker room is going to be interesting. Like, I think we all think that there's just going to be interesting energy from that locker room. Uh, not just from Chris Paul, from all of them. Like just another year of these guys, and you know the, the urgency is going to be very high. Um, and they got some younger guys in it, but they also like Kamingas. Like this is—he's a veteran now. He's not a young guy. He's a veteran. Let, let's see if he plays and acts like a veteran in there. We, we shall see. I need to try to get this answer, but you know maybe you guys have a sense at all. But like, I still do think Andre will be around. It's uh, in some capacity. I don't know. Now, I'm not saying it's official. I'm not saying, he, you know, but if Andre Iguodala wants to walk into the facility yeah, on any no given no night, he can walk no, into the facility. No, and I'm just, I, I'm curious just to push and pull. I've heard he's been like, you remember he he broke his wrist um, yeah. to, to end last year. I heard he was in like the facility a lot in the summer working out, like rehabbing the wrist and all that. So, you know, he clearly like, you know, he, he kind of travels the, the world, the country, but. I'm just I don't know how I mean, how how involved do we think he's going to be this year? I'm just curious. MT. Well, well we know he's going to be where Steph is cuz they're they're golf buddies, right? Yeah, I know. So There's going to be on a golf course. There's also <laughs> a, course a lot of money just emanating off Steph Curry everywhere, so it's never a bad idea. And and, and this area, right? And well, I think he's going to be around this area. Investments. I do think as 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 savvy as Andre Iguodala is, he knows his his appeal is, you know, exponentiated by being with the Warriors. Plans was one of the reasons he came back last year and played. It was like, all right, I know as long as I'm here, my other stuff is also going to be going to have some juice to it. So I, I think he'll be around. I think he'll just be around Steph. I just think they're going to be great friends. <laughs> it could be kind of like him and Evan Turner will be around, right? Like, We're I probably going to be fighting for Andre for like one-on-ones where you're like, can I get Clay today? And it's like, no, he's doing the Andre podcast today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say, he does need material for the podcast. Uh, I don't think he's going to be strolling through the locker room. I don't think he wants to be seen as that guy, right? They got... But, you know, I can see him in the corridors. I can see him, you know, kind of wandering around, you know, talking to Joe and then talking to Steph as he's wondering, you know, that, that kind of thing. And always does available. he take a front office like a like a honorary <sighs> type of front office? I don't position? think he wants that. I don't think he wants that. I think he wants I would say probably thing. nothing it's, official. It's but that's kind of why I'm, yeah, that's kind of why I'm saying it, because it doesn't need to be official. And yeah. you know, the other person I'm curious about this season, Bob Myers. Because if there are moments this year, if there are dust-ups that include Draymond and Paul, and there's stuff that needs to be solved, like Andre Iguodala can walk in the locker room. Bob Myers, we know he's around. He was at the Niners game you mentioned. Like he's he's going to be. He might be broadcasting a few of the Warriors yeah, games. He volunteered yeah. to help on Draymond, right? Remember that? Yes. He said, I'll, I'll I'll do Draymond. Like these guys are not just completely detached or working for other franchises. I'm just I know they're not here, but I'm just wondering how much they kind of still will be you know, within arm's reach if needed. I think they're always a phone call away. I think they're always going to be. I think Bob might need to be called, though. Yeah. No, he's not going to just show up. I think Bob's more like, eh. But interesting, you know, Bob did not move. Bob didn't move to L. I thought he was going to move to L.A., but no, he's staying in San Francisco. I may or may not have chatted with him on the sideline before the 49 game. Uh, But, like, that's important. So, you know, he's he's friends with these guys. I think they're much more. Warriors games. 
I don't think he's going to be visible at, at Warriors games. I, I think that I don't think he wants to be like somebody who's a specter. Like, you know, oh God, there's Bob Myers. What? Maybe there's a crisis. He has to. Like, okay, he let me ask you. That. Does he bro- does he broadcast the Warriors game? Yes, oh, ESPN. Yes, no cool. question. Yeah, well, then know. that's going to be a story. That's no Mark Jackson times three. Although I don't think he's doing games though. Is he? He's no, he like, is going to do. Oh, is he do games? Okay. Uh, he's oh, he'll be around that. No question. But he'll be diplomatic. He just doesn't want to be, you know, Dunleavy's his guy, right? I mean, that's his guy. He does not want to seem like he's overshadowing Dunleavy. And like if they if they open up 10 and 9, he doesn't want to be the guy that is quoting about what the things they did wrong or oh my god, if they only have Bob Myers. I think he's going to be much more resource for the players than, you know, like listen, Dunleavy can always call him and just talk through stuff, but I think it's going to be like Steph just wants to talk about something. Draymond just wants to talk about something. Chris Paul has some idea about something. like like that's where Bob is so valuable is that the players actually care what he thinks. And you don't have many executives in this universe who could leave and the players still respect enough that they still want to talk to. But I mean, you got like Riley and you got Danny Ainge and I don't know how many others that you could say that for. And I could definitely see Bob having that role. I don't think he's going to be visible other than that. If he does some games, which I think ESPN would absolutely want to happen uh, and then would write about it. I don't, I don't think he's going to be around visible that much. Do we talk about the back of the ro- end of the roster? I feel like that's the other kind of story going into camp. You obviously. know who I keep forgetting about? Who? Corey Joseph. Every time yeah, somebody yeah. says his name, I'm like, oh, yeah, they did sign Corey Joseph. Like, that was say, who they didn't uh-huh. get, you know, that Eric Gordon spot. Who, man, I just think that would have been that would have really, I think, taken yeah. the rotation to a different level and will very much help Phoenix. I think he's going to be their fifth closer. So, um, but they're only at 13. So, somebody is going to be in the 14th spot. Uh, I like what they've done with the two ways. Quinones obviously shown a lot of promise in Garuba. I think it was a very nice pickup. Garuba's going to so play. Is I Garuba think. a two way or is he an existing? Garuba is entering camp on a two way. They can move now, him up. They can move him up. They can move him. They can move Quinones. I do think that, like, you know, and I know this just talking to them, like, there's like, they, they like camp competitions. We've seen this in the past. Like, people can win their way onto the roster, including Garuba, obviously. Um, I think Trace Jackson Davis kind of matters in the front court, but generally, um, I don't know. What do you guys think of the back end of the roster? Right? I think they need another wing. I mean, I think they said it. I think that. I mean, you, if Clay's one of your main wings, and you know that he that could be somebody who needs some time off. You're banking a ton on Wiggins like they did last year, and what happened? You know, when they lost Wiggins, it was just devastating for them. They could use a wing, a wing defender, GP two, but can you count on him for for eighty two games? I don't know. Like they could use a, a athletic versatile wing. I just think that's one hole I see. Moody maybe, but I just like you just need more and more wings. And I I think they could. I always think they need wings. Wings is how they won the championships, along with Steph Curry, obviously. But um, I just think that that last spot. I think right now, barring anything else happening, you could use one more wing. I'm not even sure who it would be. I know they've got a couple of wings that they're looking at. Um, yeah, Donovan Williams is actually a young wing, and I do think that there's a there's a leg of the organization that, like they there's not just completely given up on the youth movement, right? That's why Garuba is exciting to them because it's like young guy with upside. And this Donovan Williams kid they're bringing in, he ended last year in Atlanta on a two way, played a couple games. He they I mean, Mike mentioned it, they brought like fifty vets in. They were doing scrimmage after scrimmage after scrimmage all summer long. I've ne- really never heard of a team doing all that they did. Um, and Williams was really impressive. There's a reason he made you know, it in the camp. So, I mean, 
we'll see. We're probably like this is probably too deep of a cut at this point, but that is a wing that will be in camp that's like I don't know, like six six with a seven wingspan. So here's the thing. Do you think the the load management stuff is gonna seriously affect them? Like I, everything I, I start thinking, like, you know, Clay is not gonna play back to backs, da da da. Well, wait a minute. Is he gonna have to play some back to backs? Like is is it gonna be that serious for them? So that's what's gonna be really weird because you can there were several times last season where it would be like it would be clear that the Warriors scripted out this road trip for Steph, for example, Clay to sit the last game. And on the last game, like Steph would bang a hip or something. Like something typically happens in an NBA game where you're like, ah, this is kind of sore. And I would put out at times last year, like you know, Steph's resting tonight, Draymond's resting tonight, you know, Clay's resting tonight. And at times they would, and this is before these rules were implemented, they would even push back a little, like, no, that you 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 don't have to just say they're resting. Look, we put it on the injury report, like right hamstring tightness for Clay, left hip bruise for Steph, or something like that. How does the NBA say, like, no, you're healthy enough to play? You know what I mean? It's like we know what it is in the middle of the NBA season. You can say that guy is hurt at any point. So I, I'm just curious. Like they, they can probably just get out of it. I get. I guess it. It seems like the, it would be the group sits right. If it's three guys, three of their five all stars, whatever. I, that's five all stars, right? Is that how many got? I can't even remember. Well, but, you have to have been all NBA on, or yeah. an all star in the last, I think, three years. I, okay. Yeah. So does Chris years. Paul even count? So I don't I don't think Chris Paul does, and yeah. Clay actually does not, I believe. Mm, Wiggins okay. does because he made the All Star team. Wiggins, Steph, and Draymond. Draymond, yeah, and, and, Draymond. and maybe Chris Paul. Yeah. Maybe I just Chris. think if they sit four of them, what they really don't want is to sit four of them like they've done, you know, at the back end of a back and back multiple times. But I don't know. I mean, I just it, I'm just saying I don't really know how that's gonna work. If yeah, yeah, they come to the end of a of a road trip and it's a it's a back to back, it's they're gonna rest Steph because it's you know, Miami, Charlotte, back-to-back, and then, you know, Draymond's tired. Can you sit them both? I, I, or does Steph have to play that game? I think it would be smart to split up Steph and Chris Paul anyways if you're deciding to rest one of the two. And, you know, to throw Clay into there, number one. But two, like, I don't know. It, it is, it'll be a storyline, especially the first time they do it. But, like, what if they just say, like, hey, look, Steph fell hard on this layup last night. Like, his tailbone hurts. Yep. Can the NBA just say, no, it doesn't? I don't know. They might do the investigation. I think that's yeah. like they'll say we're going to investigate it and we shall see. And Rick Celebrini, we're going to Rick get Celebrini you got all the data ready to email <laughs> in. Like, look at this. You know his um, his wind had clearly gone down. This is a sign. That- <laughs> the, the miles per hour has gone down. Is a question that we and always they, ask. They've got they've got the most back to backs too. They've got like fifteen back to backs. So they just got to play them in the nationals. I'm sure that's going to. They got to play them in national TV games. I just think that's. What's the league going to say? You know, there's a back-to-back in one of the national TV game. Did they say they were resting them for the, you know, and then playing the national TV game? Yeah, which be you know, by the way, they they've already they even to last year they scripted the Warriors' schedule where they never did a mass rest on a huge night. They haven't done that since I remember that Spurs game way back when the Spurs were still. And like, that was more of a statement, like yeah, Curry yeah a statement for like, sure. I mean, that was a right, while. Yeah. I don't need to get into all that, but uh, the. They've just like sat in New Orleans on like a Tuesday night, like twice. Or I remember Cleveland last year was just like they played the the highlight game in Boston Thursday night TNT. They went into overtime, like overtime. Yeah. Then they went to Cleveland the next night, and like it would like I was exhausted being on the end of that road trip. I'm you know you know they they won that game. I know the funny thing is that I know that is one that really ticked a lot of people off because two things like Cleveland had built their like highlight ticket package around that game and were really upset. 
number one. Two, Steve Kerr came out and had like a really long explanation pregame that has become one of like the arguments for slash against this whole wrestling thing. And then the thing that people forget, the Warriors won that game. Ty Jerome went off like Jordan Poole was great. Warriors beat the full strength Cavs. Um, but that was like one of the games. I don't know. I think they I think they still kind of find a way to do it. Yeah, the, the, Clay is not playing 80 games. So that's just not happening. Nor should be, he. Yeah, Nor no, it wouldn't be right. Yeah, it wouldn't be right. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be right. Nor should Draymond. Like Nor it just wouldn't Draymond. be right. They just got it. They just got to announce it. Interestingly, they got to, as you said, pre-plan it a little bit. But I'm just saying, like, if you get a bump and the guys are already planning to sit, do you sit too? Right. That's going to be the interesting. And what does that does it trigger anything? We talk about this endlessly. They're saying Jonathan Minga. I mean, I think Dunleavy is saying it stronger than Steve, as always. Jonathan Minga, is he actually going to be a full-time role? Uh, in, they, in, they don't in have a choice. The, yeah, in the rotation. When, when no, you they have a choice. Roster, they have a choice. Have a, I mean, they yeah, they got a choice. Dario Sarge, I mean, uh, they got other guys. The problem is they've got, I mean, unless like they just play these older guys a lot, but they got like eight dudes at 30 and over. And then you've got the twenty-year-olds. Like he's the middle guy now. It's it's You're not Wiggins like... and Looney. Moody. That's it. Like in Moody. the middle. Moody GP two. Yeah, Moody uh, GP two's thirty. Like yeah, I know he's, he's older than like, you think. Yeah, some of these dudes you want to like you like yo. We don't. You don't need to play eighty games. Like you're gonna need them. I, in I the, think the in question the that's more being asked though is like. They're like Jonathan Kaminga played a ton of regular season games last year and filled in for older guys and had months at a time where he was awesome and playing 20 minutes a night. I think the question that, like, I guess Tim is kind of posing it like, d- what if everyone is full strength? Yeah. What if they have all everybody available? What if it's a playoff type game opening night? Everyone is available. Is Jonathan Kaminga still the seventh or eighth man? Playoff game one, if everyone's available, because that was a problem for him, right? He was Wiggins replacement for. 40-something straight games, and then Wiggins shows up literally game one of the playoffs, and he's pulled. This year, if Wiggins is available, the whole starting lineup is there. Gary Payton is their defensive ace off the bench, with the, which they like to say what Kaminga is. Is Jonathan Kaminga still guaranteed 20 minutes, or is he the 11th man on, on any given night? It would be criminal if he's not. They should carve out a It would be criminal if he's not. They should like, carve who, out a Who are you playing him? instead of him? They're going to play Peyton and and Wiggins and Moody and like, you know, think about their playoff rotation. If you go, I mean, if you go a nine man rotation right now, we know the five starters and Paul, they're six. Chris Paul, they're six. Jerry Peyton, seven. seven. Sarich. Sarich, eight. eight. We know he's playing Sarich. Moody, Moody, nine. Yeah. Like you're talking about nine right there. There's going to be ways for him not to play. So, and especially if you're talking going small, guess what? Andrew Wiggins is playing forward. So, and Clay Thompson is essentially your third power forward. And and I agree. I, I mean, I, look, I, I think like should open the night. Yeah. These guys aren't playing. Like, no, you're right. You're, but I'm saying, no, just, we're talking about when do the big game, the big games, the playoff games. I mean, the, there is definitely a chance he's crowded out. I wouldn't. I would keep playing him. I would just keep playing him. If you got to play him at the four, or you got to steal minutes for him at the five. I would do it. I don't think Steve Kerr's going to do that too much. So it becomes like. He's going to be in and out. I think there's going to be times. It's funny how many times I go back and look at old columns and I've written, now that Jonathan Kaminga is in the rotation for good, then, then that's out in two weeks. And I understand it. Like It's what's best for the team. It's what's best for Steph, Clay, and Draymond, who fits with them. I think Kaminga, he, he's, if he plays like he did last season, it's going to be in and out. He's going to have to be a lot better 
which is very possible. Obviously, third season, young guy, incredible talent. But he's going to have to be a lot better to be a for sure guy. And I think Moody is ahead of him. Moody's just ahead of him. And Moody deserves to be ahead of him right now. Different position, kind of. But the way but, Moody played in the playoffs, like they know. Like, yeah, the I'm guy already can get ready buckets. for the Moses Moody, like, completely out of the rotation early in the season because like that's right and but we know like come playoff time he's gonna be like 30 minutes a night that was the weirdest thing that was like among a lot of weird things to start last season that was completely bizarre that he was completely out of the rotation and then i I just feel like if you set the if you set the rotation with sarge at the backup five which they clearly want and and steve kerr talking about putting kamega next to a shooter you got kamega sarge like, if who who is getting left out if you lock that in as the second rotation? I think that yeah. is happening, but it's just that on certain nights still might just be like eight minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you yeah, could right. you could That'd you could that. see Draymond or, lot right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could see Draymond or or Wiggins playing with those guys too, right? I mean, they don't just go second unit; they can keep other guys in there. So. Yeah, we'll see. Rotation sensation, all that fun stuff we're going to have. What was it? Rotation station. That's what, that's what it was. I'm doing my Tim. I was center of attention. Center of, centers of attention. Center of attention. Back <laughs> in the day when they had six centers. That is that is back in the day at this point. Don't leave me since they got five. They actually do have five. You can't dream on. Uh, they hate, but back when they had, remember when they had like six oh, yeah. traditional no, no centers? Question. Yeah, <laughs> six, like JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee, Zaza, Damian Jones, James Looney. James Michael Mack. Do in their gown or something. Like that. Right. I think we did. He was the speed five. They used to say he's the speed five. A lot of speed uh, five. I remember I asked Kerr about McAdoo once in the playoff. He's like, I did not think I was going to be getting quick in a question about James Michael McAdoo in a playoff presser, but there you go. Uh, yeah, they got some. It's, it'll be sorted. I think there's more to be sorted out that stuff, the basketball stuff this season than they've had for a while. Like just exactly who's playing together, exactly when do they you know, put Paul in there. Exactly how does he fit with what gr- other group of players? Uh, and, and they don't know yet. I mean, we, we've kind of mapped out a couple of them, but we don't know the full extent. Who's the sh- who's the shooting guard, you know, when Paul's playing with the second unit? I mean, we don't know. Probably Moody, but maybe not. Uh, you know. Let me ask you guys now, though. You you guys opened the podcast, and, and it was in a somewhat disheartening way of like, oh, basketball season is back. <laughs> now I want to ask you, as we, we come near a close to this podcast, like, did this conversation invigorate you a little bit? I mean, it should be actually a pretty interesting season. Yeah, it, yeah it's going to be definitely interesting, but this did nothing. I'm still not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. At least yeah, Warriors I, plus minus is yeah. back. I feel like we brought plus some- minus brought. brought yeah. I guess people were saying July twenty first was the previous edition. That's they were on our break. next. Yeah, that's man. a long break. That is a long break. I mean, you know maybe what? This, maybe this will get people off our backs. I was technically <laughs> legally on paternity. Yeah, I know. So, but like maybe we can like that. Does that help people understand? It just is hard for me while I'm in, 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 immersed in 49ers for people to think. To why aren't start, you doing yeah. something else? I'm yeah, like, I am like, doing what? 49ers four days a week. I am not gonna don't really thinking about something else right now but we will now go off to the other thing i by the way final quiz before we go out what did jonathan kamiga shoot from three last year i think like 36 ish percent i was gonna say 35 37 yeah, thirty-seven. Yeah, no, he he, made, he got hot at Kamega the end. At thirty-nine. Yeah. I'm putting Kamega yeah. thirty-nine percent. Thirty-nine percent from three. Thirty-nine percent. I'm doing it. I'm doing. Our team's still going to dare them. MT. Are they going to? They are, They will to start the season. Oh, yeah. That's what they screws up. That's what screws up the Warriors. Is when teams sure. just don't defend him, and he's not loving that shot. That's what screws him up almost more than the percentage. 
Uh, obviously, if the percentage goes up, teams don't defend him like that. But it's the it's the complete disregard of him as an outside shooter that just screws up what they're trying to do with that motion offense. So good, we're talking nitty gritty. We're into it. Warriors plus minus is back, everybody. We'll be back next week. Camp yeah, media we? day practices will we? yes we will <laughs> will you i mean that's a question you can ask yourself i will be back next week i am committed y'all are here i'm here if y'all are here marcus I'm might here. be wandering off somewhere else who knows but just we'll wait till i try to grab one of you for an all 82 in the preseason <laughs> oh 82 that's, oh my god that's that just that's really when the dolphins me. talk really uh, begins really oh, we'll begins. get some dolphins talk on all 82 I'm oklahoma state football slater uh, zero of talk of that <laughs> there needs to be zero discussion it's all dolphins at this point that's hilarious. All right. All right. Until next time, we are out of here, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.